A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Going Off Track. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Jonah. I'm Steven and uh, this is it, man. This is the duo. This is weird and wacky. Yeah, it hasn't been this in a while. No, no. Brad is um, Brad is producer at large today. Uh, but this is a very special podcast. This was an idea Jonah had, and it is awesome. It, it was a very non-calculated idea. My parents were coming to visit, and uh, they wanted to see the studio. And then we were taping podcasts this day anyways, and I was like, if you're going to come by, we should just interview you. And then they like weren't sure... And they thought about it, and then they're like, I kind of like knew they would do it. Jonah's parents <laughs> are on the podcast today. Yeah, and we got my to mom speak and dad. Oh, it was so great. That which created Jonah is here. Yes, and Vanessa. Yeah, and Vanessa. And Vanessa couldn't come. Vanessa couldn't make it. We recorded uh, this the weekend of the Emmys. Yeah, so she was at the Emmys. I mean, um, you know, I mean, if there's, I mean, whatever. Yeah, pretty good excuse. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it was me, Stephen, and my parents. And yeah, I, it, what was cool about it was like, I felt like I learned some stuff about my parents that I didn't know, which is like a weird feeling. Dude, dude, we don't mention any of it because it's so cool about like your your parents. I, I wish like my parents had done half of what your parents did, you know, like they just did some cool stuff before they got married. You know what I mean? It was very smart. Um, man, it's great. And also uh, we get to the bottom and we've discussed this before, so I, I feel comfortable saying it now. Of your father being the first Todd. Yeah. The original Todd. Yeah. This is a very controversial topic that we explore on this podcast. Yeah, but we talk about the OT. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, without further ado, the Bears. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Or in tears, one or the other. I'll take either one. Thanks, oh, sure. Brad. Fair enough. Okay. Appreciate it. Make me come in here. <laughs> no. Okay? Okay. Flushing. Fair enough. Flushing's fine. <laughs> Crying, cr- crying's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so, so excited. Here, here. Here. All right. Here. Are you guys ready? Mm. I guess. This is very, it's, it's going to be very low-key. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be like... Okay. It's almost... It's almost uh, better's the wrong word, but it might be safer that Vanessa's not here. Yeah. Because I've noticed that Vanessa and Jonah together, uh-huh. we have gotten requests, emails, tweets, because that's the world we live in, of, can Jonah and Vanessa just do a show together where it's just them talking? Because the dynamic is amazing. I could listen to them talk for hours. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Jonah, who is with us today in the studio? Hello. Welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. <laughs> I'm Steve. Today? We've already done that part. We've oh, we already did? recorded the intro, and now it would go to the guest. Oh, sorry. I clearly am <laughs> off my game today. You a little nerve-wracked? Uh, uh, a little bit. Today's guests are my parents, Todd and Carolyn Bayer. What a wonderful idea. Thank you so much for being here. We're, we're honored to be here. Our uh, pleasure. So I have, I don't know if I've ever been in a room where it's three-quarters Cleveland. <laughs> Like, this is pretty hard. Or three quarters Jewish. Yeah. No, that I've been in many yeah. times. The, major- <laughs> really? the majority of my friends are Jewish. And uh, my wife is often saying, like, they don't they don't want you as part of their team. Stop wishing you could be. Stop asking. 
<laughs> they don't proselytize. Leave it alone. Oh, oh. very welcoming. Yeah, no. very welcoming. Good group of on people. the whole. Yeah. I do have I do have um, uh, one uh, couple of friends who converted. Uh, my a best friend from high school's wife converted, and then one of my wife's best friends, her husband converted, and that's some rough stuff. Yeah, I can oh, imagine. Yeah, that's some you rough. Mean converting stuff. as a guy, as a guy, yeah, it's harder. Yes. Well, there's, there's one one specific step thing they that's have harder. to take. Oh, oh, you really have to do that as an yes. adult. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that. It's and it's not symbolic. Like blood must be drawn. Wow, that's crazy, is wild. right? I never thought about that. Yeah. The first bris I ever went to was one of my dear friends, and uh, someone fainted, which I was kind of <laughs> impressed by. <laughs> I was like, really? well done, good. But it was like this amazing, um, uh, like, man, I've always said it, Jews do everything right. It's always like food and well, celebration, yeah. life, death, yeah. wedding. Like, like everything is, is a celebration with food. And it's thinking about the person and it's, I love it. Right. I reason. mean, yeah. The first thing you do, uh, what are we going to serve? You yeah. know, that, w- the occasion and then what are we going to serve? Mm-hmm. And then everything else falls into place. The second yeah. bris I went to was my friend's second child and it happened during Passover and I was so disappointed in the food. Oh, Passover, Passover yeah. 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 And I was like, where are the bagels? He was yeah. like, dude, I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, got your yeah. There's a lot of symbols in there. Balls, yes, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Now, are you both from Cleveland originally? <laughs> yes. We both. are. We yes. both are. We both really? grew up. did not in, know each other, though. Yeah. What, like different parts of town? I'm not too familiar with the geography. Uh, we were fairly close suburbs, actually. I'm from University Heights. Okay. And... Todd's from Shaker Heights. Shaker Heights, okay. And we went to the same temple, actually. But did not know each other. Really? Well, we were in different classes. Okay. Carolyn is an older woman. Ah, oh, yeah. Nice work, man. <laughs> I'm actually... Well played. A year older. <laughs> one, whole, I, 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 one year older for a woman I've learned is about four or five years in experience and <laughs> mental capacity. So that makes I a lot of know. sense. I don't want to... We have to talk about that. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. And a, a mutual friend said to me one night, I know this woman who would be a nice person for you to go out with. So I called her up. We went out. And it was, you know. And there it went. How long was the courtship? It was about nine months. Yeah, maybe. eight or nine months. Yeah. Not it was, long. Wasn't long. And is this in the days of like dating during college and then getting married? No, way after college. I way was twenty seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was twenty eight. Yep. So I was like, you know, slightly not pan- not quite desperate. Not panicking, point. but <laughs> like wanted you know, back then if you didn't have your first kid before you were thirty, it was like you you were screwed. I'm not sure you know, it was you just had to have your first kid before you were thirty. That was sort of like the benchmark. Yeah. See, my mother said that they were considered old when they got married at 21 in the South. And not really? even kidding. Like wow. not, not joking. Like she said, most of my friends had already had a couple of kids by then. No kidding. I was yeah. like, yeah. See, I think you guys are much smarter. Yeah. And what were you doing? Where were you, where were you working at 27 and 28? Um, I was working as a teacher in the Cleveland Public Schools. What age group? Um, I had, I was actually a reading teacher. For fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Wow. So, yeah. That's a great age group. Yeah, it is great. It was sort of a crazy job. I haven't thought about this in such a long time. Wow, what does that mean, reading teacher? Like, literally helping them to read? Yeah, or? The, yeah kids who needed extra time. Yeah. That's So we take, take them out in little groups. I would. Yeah. And would that be considered kids nowadays with learning differences, like just needed extra help? Or? Yeah, but they weren't. Uh, they weren't diagnosed that way back then as much. So they were just kids who needed extra time. Okay. You know, so we would play games with them, or you know, just do whatever we could to like sort of get them reading. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, did you uh, did you go to school to be a teacher? Yes. Okay. Ohio and, and- State. Really, right on. Yeah. Okay. Was that Buckeyes? Buckeyes. Buckeyes yeah. Look yeah. at that. I know Very nothing good. about sports. Stephen was also a substitute teacher in mm-hmm. California. Oh, okay. I did middle school, so yeah. sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I've noticed that that age group between like fourth and eighth, you either like that group of kids 
or you don't because teachers you're either they, it's a it's a very interesting one uh, substituting in general i think is such a hard job i i don't know how you found it but i was lucky that there was a school a few blocks away from where i lived and when i got placed there excuse me when i was placed there uh, i said whatever you need me to do i'll do and so i was there for four years so i knew all the kids so whenever i walked into a classroom <sighs> they were like okay and i eventually became the guy that was sent into the troubled classes because i was the I, I, you, you made order out of yeah you're like michelle Pfeiffer for dangerous minds kind of yeah well, complete with the boots actually nice yeah it was pretty pretty interesting yeah which was fine but it's i mean it's still hard teaching is the hardest and most underpaid job ever yeah and what were you doing at this time i was <clears throat> i had started in a small business uh industrial equipment company and then i worked my way up over about two people to become, <laughs> to become the general manager and i ran the place for about uh, 18 years what's industrial equipment can hoists you, can and you, cranes can you point the mic towards your face yeah. a hoists more? and cranes lifting Wha- equipment Wow. Yes. Like people would have to rent it or buy it? or It was strictly for sale. I mean, we sold through distributors to end users who used them on, you know, in, in factories and things like that. So the guy from the crane company called the teacher? Pretty much so, yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. guys build, did you build this, this stuff in-house? Yeah. Like wasn't, yeah. We built it all in-house. But how do you we build We cut a the cr- gears and you... With machines. We had kind of old machines, so sometimes we sent them out to get cut. But how do you build a crane that's like 50 feet tall? In we like... didn't build them that big. Okay. Our, the tallest one we built might be 20 feet tall. Okay. And they weren't... We didn't build a lot of... They did. They weren't mobile cranes with wheels on them. They were like... They're called overhead cranes and other things called jib cranes, which look like a capital L upside down almost. And they swing left and right. And then you have the hoist hanging off the crane. This is fascinating. I'll say all I remember is that there were people there that would give me candy bars. So I liked going there. You're right. Our purchasing guy was yeah. big on. And you and, and at the studio years ago, we had a jib. Do you remember? Did you have one? Those are, yeah. yeah, maybe really? it was one of ours. All the all the camera. The, there's always a there's always the jib camera when you in a multi camera studio, and it's always the big one with the gears. And the the guy we had working it. Um, Oh, God, Bruce, he was amazing. Whenever there was a band playing while working in the jib, he would be dancing. So it was the coolest thing to mm. see. Those things are fascinating with the gears and how to do it. That's, oh, that's so cool. And they're about, you know, eight, ten feet, the camera ones. Yeah, yeah, they're similar to the ones in cameras. I've seen some in those in the SNL studio. They're a similar type of thing. And how'd you get involved in this company? Did you like, was yeah, it? Yeah, I call my, I was done being a bum and I called my father and <laughs> said, you know, anybody who's looking to hire and he and and he had a friend and i called the guy and how many years were you a bum i was probably a bum from (laughs) uh two years before i graduated from bu boston (laughs) university Mm -hmm. till about two years after wow Uh that's not that's not too long no it wasn't i mean i was you know i straightened myself out and is that is that i mean were you majoring in bumness (laughs) without getting into too many details i would say that I was not doing a lot of things that were beneficial to myself or society. And what what years were these? Because I think that will be telling about what was going on. Uh, Let's see. It would have been about 70 through 73. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I back that. That's a cultural high and low point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But then I got this job. I mean, actually, before that, I had a temporary job at Pan Am which is a, a, a famous airline. Yes. And I think I, we still, my mom still has some of their decks of cards. And <laughs> I used to have their, an ID card that showed my name and picture from Pan Am, and it, I can't find it anymore. I feel like I saw it a couple of years ago around oh, the really? house or something. I think, you, I think it's somewhere. Well, uh, I hope so. Because I think it's in the basement somewhere. It's my somewhere. claim to fame. But anyway, I worked for Pan Am in Philadelphia where my folks live. And that didn't, well, it did work out, but it, it, because it was during my bum stage when after about three months, they offered me to either promote me. I was in the actually. I started in the mailroom, and I finished in the mailroom because they <laughs> they offered to move me. They offered to move me to the airport to handle baggage or to lay me off with tickets. 
So I took the layoff and I traveled to Greece for free and I traveled to Thailand for free. Wow, Thailand around 73, that's bold. Yeah, no, it wasn't too crazy then. Yeah. What, and, when were you in Thailand exactly? What year? I, I went with my older brother. I took him. I'm trying to remember. It was, uh, I think it was about seven. No, it was just before, probably 72. Wow. Yeah. You were there literally the same time my dad was stationed there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. one when he got sent over there. Yeah, I was there. That's were you there? Bonkers. What? No, 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 no. He got, mm. he was drafted in 69 and then uh, <laughs> took the finance position because they're like, oh, you can't be a Green Beret. And he was like, oh, damn. I'll, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'll go do the, be the money guy. And they sent him over there and that kind of stuff. But Yeah, so I went there and I, you know, and then I decided. Then I came after those trips, I went back to the Boston area where I'd graduated and put in a little more time being a bum. And then I decided I needed to. It's a good town to do it. Something together. Oh, I love Boston. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, your, your family, your parents uh, were from Philly? My folks were actually from Cleveland, but they moved to Philly in 1968. Oh, okay. And I graduated the same year from high school, the same year they moved to Philly. Oh, wow. So it was kind of a life-altering thing. Yeah, I can Not imagine. like moving to Auburn Lakes, but it's like <laughs> a big, you know. What, you moved to Auburn Lakes and that, that ruined you? you no, that's where my parents live now. Me and Vanessa give them a really hard time about it because it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Where, and that is, it's part of Cleveland or like out? Yeah, out it's farther east. It's a little further east. I mean, if it, you can imagine me and Vanessa, like just merciless to us. Are you, in, are, you in, are you in a community where people under 55 can't live there? They can, but they don't. Okay, got it. Right. <laughs> yeah, they definitely yeah. can, but they definitely don't. See, I remember when Trisha's parents moved her from her, like the home she grew up in, to mm-hmm. the Regency. <laughs> And she was traumatized. She's still yeah. kind of bummed by it and the rest of her siblings. So I, I can understand how that is. All right. So then uh, what year did you get married? 77. 77. Oh, yeah. wow. Right on. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's all coming together now. Yep. And how long did you work with the crane company? I was done in two, uh, 1993. Okay. No, the end of 1992 was the end. Took 1993 off. And started my other business, my new business, which is now my old business, in 1994. <laughs> what's what's the new old business? Packaging and assembly. Okay. Of what? Packages? Well, it really turned into a little different kind of business. We do, we work on products for other companies. We either make the products for them mm-hmm. or we do some very basic labor to the products. Okay. Like take an aerosol can and put the actuator, the thing you press down, yep. mm-hmm. put it on the can. You know, they might send us 50,000 cans. And we, my mach- the machinery we use is human beings. Oh. And there's, it's pretty much manual labor. And I used to work there, like, when I was too young to get another job. Like, when I was, like, I don't know, 15. Jonah had his headphones on and was doing the work. <laughs> but I had all my, like, friends from high school all wanted jobs, too, because, like, none of us could get jobs, really. And so we would always be, like, pranking each other and stuff. Like, we would have to do stuff with, like, hot glue guns. And someone would go to the bathroom. We'd spray, like, hot glue in the handle of their gun. And they'd pick it up and, like, like, rip the skin off. We would all think it was hilarious. <laughs> like, it was really violent. Like, you know, like, cut out the bottom of a box and if someone would pick it up and just paint cans. I see. Fall. I didn't know any of that was yeah. going <laughs> I mean, we were 15. Yeah, what are they going to do to Jonah? Your dad owns the place. Well, it was also, like, I, we didn't I can't pay. hit you with this can. Yeah, it was, like, a constantly everyone just, like, pranking well, each I other. Well, I do remember we used to have that <laughs> fix-a-flat can that people would take. You'd put the top on with a little hose and you'd put a rubber band around the hose. And I do remember rubber bands flying around that place <laughs> that were being shot by people. But yeah. Yeah, so we do that. We do some we do some automated stuff like shrink wrapping, you know, small mm-hmm. packages. I was hoping there was robots involved. Yeah, it's <laughs> not quite a robot, but it's just you put them on the conveyor belt and the machine does the work. That's a robot. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's I guess you could say that. And we also have bagging machines. You drop a magazine in, hit a foot pedal and it seals the magazine. See? So okay. yeah, we do have some automation, but that basically counts. basically it's manual labor. And were you and so you got married in seventy seven. Did you stay teaching or did you shift? No. Well, what did I do? No, you I got co- mugged. I did. I got mugged At once trying to leave. Yeah, I. T- you know those teachers meetings. If you've ever been to one, get mm-hmm. pretty boring. So, I was in uh, leaving a teachers meeting early, 
And smart. I did get mugged because I parked my car in the street instead of in the school parking lot. This is like in downtown Cleveland. Yeah, it was in not a great neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I remember Todd, you had to come down and get me. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember yeah. that. Yeah, it was pretty so traumatic. After that, I was sort so of done. And then were we married then? I guess. I'm not sure. We must have been. Maybe. That's so funny. My Anyways, mom, it's a little fuzzy. My mother was going to be a teacher, and, and she did her student teaching in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was right when uh, the the busing started. Uh-huh. And she left before her co-teacher got stabbed. Wow. And that's when she stopped. And it's just, it's yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah, she had a little more security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's who's exactly. doing the work. Exactly. Yeah, it's so, brutal. You know. And was that it? So it was done teaching. Did you? At the end of the year, I decided I was done with that, oh. and then, um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of what I did after that. For a I'm, while, you just, I think. You oh, I substituted. Okay. Did I? No, I don't what remember that. I, do? I remember. You, so there was no bum you, year in your repertoire. For a while, you <laughs> raised the. Two oh, there kids. was a bum year. That would be her bum years were my and my, my bum years beat out his yeah, bum years. I mean, she really was. When I graduated from college, I did not want to get a job, so I started traveling and traveled for. Bob. You went to India or something. I went to India, Nepal, <laughs> Afghanistan. Um, I now went hold on, to... wait a minute. There's some stuff to unpack there. Uh, okay. <laughs> India and Nepal, I get that. There's a Buddhist connection. You can, like, travel and see some cool stuff. But, you like, Afghanistan, unless you're going to be harvesting opiates, that doesn't really, like, go on the tourist map. Like, no, well, it was. This was, like, ba- in the 60s? This was in the 60s. Remember, we were, it was, like, everyone was, like, a hippie. I remember going, just traveling, and everyone was saying, uh, we got to get to Nepal for Christmas. So we were, like, it's okay. It's huge there, right? <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a destination. So I, mean, I, know, I know that that all my Jewish friends Virginia go to Rehoboth, but that seems like just a big place to travel to. Um, How far know. can we get away from these damn trees and lights? Yeah, Nepal. I'm I sick mean, of it. <laughs> it was pretty cool back then. I That's mean, it was a cool. crazy scene, sort of, and um, you know, Nepal had like a. Remember, they had this is I haven't thought about this in so long. It, they had like a. Um, cake shop or something that all the like hippies would, you know, we did hiking and we, we stayed in somebody's, I don't know. We just sort of, I mean, who'd you go with? Just friends? Did you ever do it by yourself? You know, I had a friend that I traveled with and we just took buses, went over land, The whole, just about the whole way we went over land. And stayed in some very odd, crazy, you know, it was just sort of a, one of those trips I where you just sort of... I can't imagine a lot of, of modern amenities where you're traveling. No, not at all. But you just sort of get used to that. I do... I mean, I do remember once when I finally came home and I went to my mom's apartment and... And, and I, this is the only thing I can relate to now is that I couldn't sleep inside. I had to sleep on her, like, patio for a couple days because the inside of her apartment was so... It just so civilized. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, I needed a little time to acclimate to like this. I thought it was so sterile inside As her parents place. Parents now at the age. How old, how old were you when you? I was up? like you know twenty one or something like that. So twenty one, Joan and Vanessa say, "Hey, I think I'm going to go to Afghanistan." No, or, you wouldn't go there now. Well, let's let's what like I don't know. Say like Bali, like you know a more civilized like with yeah those parents. I mean, were your parents cool with that, or you're just the 60s? Mm. Like, yes, what, what I'm doing. Yeah, Vanessa just got back from Bali. a few months ago. Ugh. But yeah. it's not the Bali that we would have gone to. No. Yeah. She said it was just, like, people doing yoga and, like, drinking, like, kale. When we went on wanna... trips, you lived on the beach, and you lived... Yeah. I remember I lived in a cave when I was in Greece. Then some guy moved in. I didn't get along with him, so I moved to my own cave. <laughs> <laughs> And were you looking for an oracle? Like, what? There was <laughs> no, I mean, it was available? really cheap. Was it Ziggy? Wait, that's not Ziggy. Who's the guy? Who's, the, who's that caveman comic? No. The cartoon? Yeah. Uh, Captain Caveman? Captain Caveman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh no, you're thinking BC. Yes, BC. Yeah, not that. Uh, yeah, well, that guy, that guy took a horrible evangelical turn. But really? Oh yeah, yeah, awful. Ugh. Johnny I was Hart. just saving money in the cave, and then I found out that well, I could stay in a room a on the beach for a dollar fifty a night, <laughs> so I moved out of the cave. What? Like, how, did you have to pay rent on the cave? No, like, the caves. Uh, kids were all just finding caves. Where are these <laughs> caves in Greece? On the island of Eos. Ah, the Dawn Island. Yeah. Maybe, That's what Eos means in um, I didn't know. in oh. Greek. Is uh, yeah. Eos was the goddess of the dawn, and there's this big festival uh, around April named after her called Easter. Oh, I never uh, knew that. Yeah, oh, that's well. where it starts. It's all fertility and all this kind of yeah. stuff, and then you know, oh, well. attach something else to it, and it becomes obnoxious. Um, uh, <laughs> and I don't mean chocolate. Uh, <laughs> you lived in a cave. You went to Afghanistan. You're boring, Jonah. I know, no, I we'll really see. Boring. That's <laughs> the thing. Why I think that that is be, doing that as parents, I think, sort of helped us be a little looser. Not discipline wise, I don't think necessarily, but if you sort of get, can get the little bit of that sort of view of the world, then um, I think that I do think that then you let your kids like do what they sort of need to do because you're you know that's your basic you're not like there's so much in a box of like this is the only place oh, I've yeah. ever been sort of thing well you guys are everything I've heard about you is awesome and it's you're ridiculously supportive of what your children want to do and I, my parents were ridiculously supportive and I have you know my late father is right-wing NRA member, Republican, former army colonel who was like, sure, go into theater, do ballet, whatever you want, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was, he was like, yeah, okay, I'm a Catholic, you don't want to go to church? Fine. Like, awesome. Might not have been happy about it, but he was cool. Do whatever right. you want to do, which is the best thing he ever did for me, which is awesome. And then uh, when did, uh, when, when, when did Jonah come along? Two years after. 79. Oh, 79, yeah. That's good. It's a good honeymoon phase. That's right. Smart. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, people ask me all the time. They're like, you and Vanessa are doing all this stuff. Like, your parents must be like like artists or like do all this stuff. Like, people like are always so curious about you guys, I feel like. And well, like you, how you raised us well, or whatever. I love it. I guess I was record. thinking about this before I came on. I was thinking about you guys. And I was thinking that, um, like, we really did think that like the the most important thing in like raising a kid is like letting them be who they are which was sort of hard in the beginning because Jonah you were not I mean neither you you were not a mainstream kid so it was like sort of growth for us to like say okay he's not on like the little league and doing this kind of stuff all the time so like we sort of, for me, I'm not going to speak for you, Todd. I had to get my wrap my head around who you were, and and love who you actually were, not try to have you who I wanted you to be. Or you thought he would be happier. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. I for a while there, I was like, he's going to be happier if he's every, you know, because that was just sort of how it was, and you were sort of different. So it was growth for me, wonderful growth. To like say this is you, because it was so amazing that you were who you were at a very young age. You were unique and and knew who who more of who you were than a lot of kids. So I once I accepted who you were, then it was so e- then it made it easier on all of us. I think I think I sort of maybe gave you a hard time when you were little because I I I actually thought you would be happier fitting in like being a little more mainstream mainstream because i was happier that way right and so i thought oh i'm happier that way he probably would be too but that's not anything i don't know how you felt about that growing up but i mean i feel like i've maybe like tried that but i just couldn't really make it yeah, work and then good. it's like you know yeah like i felt like maybe i would have been happier if i was that way too but it's like you can't really force it you know what i mean yeah yeah. You get your hardwiring and your software, you know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the openness you guys had with yourselves, you know, like like my my mother will always say, like you went to college, you got married, you stayed in the town you went to, like that was it. You didn't do anything else, right? And yeah. you lived near your family, and you never went anywhere. Um, and then my dad got drafted, and that sure as hell changed. Uh, you guys took it upon yourselves to go travel and do stuff and basically have a life before creating life. You know what I mean? 
And so that, yeah, that, that, that has to influence how you're going to be as a parent because you've seen stuff. But we did end up staying in our same hometown. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which was sort of... Just probably but you yeah. went to Afghanistan yeah. in a cave. Yeah, well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, and, now, and, and there's caves in both. Uh, what, what was it like watching Jonah um, get into music? Because well, that is his life. That goes back a long time because, I mean, Jonah knew more about music in, you know eighth grade than most people know now and i remember when carolyn the, the big deal of course was that concert that you took him to the guns and roses thing when he was just a little kid uh, it was 91 my mom took me to see guns and roses well uh, here's on the, the, th- the user illusion tour before the record came out because those records kept getting pushed back mm-hmm. and skid row opened and the slave to the grind yes but, yeah well the build-up to that was you were like not handing in your homework or something, so had to have like a, this thing signed by all your teachers, and like you for like a couple of weeks you did like so great. I remember that you were like, oh, because you were really setting your mind to it and really doing, you know, getting your homework in and doing all that stuff. And it so the concert was a reward. The concert was a reward, definitely. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that yeah. concert changed my life for sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah definitely. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I remember taking you to see, was it Pantera at, at a record store? Yep, Pantera on the Far Beyond Driven tour. They did like, remember when bands used to come to record stores yeah. and sign stuff? They came to Camelot Music at Golden Gate, and I went with my friend Chad. <laughs> and he got Intimidator, right? He, well, it was like, we were like 14 or 15, it's Pantera signing, and it's all it's in Ohio. So it's like in this like shopping mall, and all these guys are just drinking like bottles of beer in line outside and just smashing them on the ground and like all these like huge guys with long hair and it's me and my 15 year old friend and i remember walking in there and i had like kind of like a kind of an afro sort of at that point and like they thought it was so funny the band was like yeah man what's up like signed up dimebag signed all the stuff for me did you get to tell them that story later no no i never i never i've never actually talked to those guys we'll get phil in here and yeah we'll yeah that, that would happen. be incredible but yeah so yeah i remember you taking me to that that's um, great so like the other kids you know they were playing little league and doing this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. and that just didn't interest them we we did a little of that and it just wasn't his cup of tea I, uh, we, that was fine I, with it's, me. it's not a small club <laughs> but yeah. the yeah. concerts my dad took me to were like the monkeys bon jovi you know yeah i was really into like Glam metal, not glam, but like kind of metal, like Guns N' Roses, Pantera, Metallica, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, the good stuff. Yeah, actually. when all those bands were making like really awesome records. Wow. And then what, now, when did Van- did Vanessa show an aptitude towards performing young? Performing, yes. Comedy, not really. But okay. Performing, yes. Mm-hmm. When she was like three or four, she used to put ribbons and bows in her hair and dance around in front of people and... She's always wearing bathing suits. Well, she was Wonder Woman. She well, she was walking around in the summer Wonder Woman with a bathing suit on and her winter boots. Yeah, and the big thing she did was that song. uh, uh, What's love got to do with it? Oh yeah, (laughs) Tina Turner. She would imitate Tina Turner, and people just loved it. I mean, older people would say, "God, that's incredible." (laughs) And then you know, after that, she kind of settled down and became just a normal high school kid Mm -hmm. and. Did a little drama. Mm-hmm. Got really good grades. Got really good grades. Did a little I'm drama. Really, yeah. And what? really, you, the comedy thing happened in college for her. Yeah. Bloomers, I believe. Yep. Yeah. She yeah. talks, she talks sure, about it once in a while. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure she mentions bloomers here and well, there. When, uh, and his, when did you find out she was sick? That was... Um, that was 11th grade? I think I was still in high school, so it must have been earlier. Tenth grade then. I think maybe yeah. Yeah. Grade. I was probably like so she missed the whole year. Spring of tenth yeah. grade, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that she had to drop out immediately. Mm-hmm. So she missed that spring semester, you know, of school. Because aside from being just god awful, like I just I I can't imagine. But of course, you know, you now having kids, you know, your brain shifts to what? What do we do? That's right. right. What do you sure. do? It's okay. This is our life now. Cool. What do you do? So that must have been. So it's like, what do you do? And then you find out what you have to do, and then you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's it. Was it? It was mm-hmm. just nothing. You know. Nothing changed. Just the new normal. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was just you never really, whatever plans you had that day. If you know, if she was something, if you know, uh, got a fever or something like that, it was like drop everything. Drop and go everything. To the, yep. Go to the hospital and. 
sorry, not, you know, everything stops. So, so it, it is, it, it's, it's something that I learned when having kids that you now understand your parents better, you know, and you understand how mm-hmm. things just trip. Like, like a couple of years ago, uh, one of my daughters got MRSA in her leg. And oh, started. I heard the podcast yeah. Yeah. about oh, that. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, Crazy. you guys went through, my God. It was God. You know, it was a yeah. pimple. And last night, you know, on uh, Emily's head, Trish was like, she's got a pimple on her head. And we're like, and your brain just goes yeah. into, all right, now, right. what do we do? What do you do? And uh, so it was told to me by one of her friends, as soon as you have kids, like, that was your last worry-free night ever. <laughs> yeah. And I started thinking about it, and I asked my mom. I was like, "Mom, I'm going to be 43. You still worry?" And she went 24 seven. Yeah, definitely does not stop. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't stop even if you don't have kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your neuroses aside, and you're not that neurotic. I know. I'm totally not. I'm no. like just joking about but it. But it does make me laugh quite a bit. But that, and then you know, to get past all that, and then she launches into an Ivy League school. Uh, University of Pennsylvania, I'm right? Yeah, right. yeah. That's where the bloomers are. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, I have to say very quickly, because I forgot to mention this, uh, I did not realize until Jonah told me that the original Todd was going to be stopping by the podcast. Yeah, so we did, me and Vanessa did Tom Sharpling's podcast right. show on WFMU maybe like three years ago or something, and Vanessa mentioned the original Todd thing, and like Tom was like so like blown away by it that like we talked about it for probably like a half hour. Um, but yeah, but you didn't get a chance to really talk about it because it was me and Vanessa. Well, I mean, I still maintain that I'm uh, probably the original Todd. I'm Which, 64 two, years old. Two Ds? Two Ds. Yeah. Okay. Now, now there is talk. Yeah. Uh, Todd Rundgren was born before me, mm-hmm. but I'm not totally positive that his full born, you know, the name he was born with was Todd. Right. I mean, people use that name sometimes as a nickname. So un- unless uh, I find that out. Unless he can produce a birth certificate. Yeah, I mean, it's right. It's like the Obama thing. I yeah. want to see the birth certificate. And, that, and, and I whole, still won't believe it. And that whole Mary Todd Lincoln <laughs> controversy, I mean, that just has to be trying. No. Because she's not a Todd. She's a Mary Todd. Yeah, yeah. I, that doesn't count. No, so not at all. That wouldn't count. Now, then mm. somebody, it might have been you, Jonah, who told me, or somebody told me that J- James Earl Ray's real name Oh, James yeah. Earl Jones? James Earl Jones, yeah. Jones' real name is Oh, yeah. Todd. If oh, that's the shoot. case, then I surrender. But I Although, just don't you can't feel believe that. Don't you feel like he can't really be the original Todd if he kind of abandoned the name? Don't well, you think that's he a kind good of point. Gave so he would be disqualified. Yeah, yeah, he did well, abandon it. It. It, might be, it might be an acting thing because as Vanessa knows, like, it, I mean, is, is Vanessa Bear in the unions, is she Vanessa Bear? Is, yeah. is there yeah. none of the Vanessa Bear? Yeah. Because my name's Stephen Smith. Thanks. And in the Screen Actors Guild, and when I had to join, when it was Screen Actors Guild and after two separate things, mm-hmm. now it's one. Uh, they were like, well, you can't be Stephen Smith. There's about a thousand of you, so you have to be something else. Well, there weren't a thousand Todds. No, not at so all. So your first name isn't technically Stephen. No, right? my first name is Jeffrey. And there's, oh, so he, so he yeah. that, so so that wouldn't have mattered, I don't think. No. So, so, so I'm, no, so I'm going to assume my only competition is Todd Rungren. Okay. Yeah. And now, Todd what? has not, Todd Rungren hasn't responded. So I feel like. Nor should he. He played with the cars. He has, he has, he's, uh, the, the man has no shame. Please. Nor should he. You know, he's, he doesn't even going to work. He's just going to bang on his drum all day. Yeah. But now there's Todd's all Good over on. the place. So Yeah, I know. It's you a know. very popular name now. Yeah, I know. And, you know, you know they, I guess. As yeah. is Jonah, I feel like. Yeah. But I only popular. met a couple right. Jonas right. my mm-hmm. age. Not very right. many. There's a few. There's a few. All right. So Jonah uh, starts playing guitar, um, which I guess what you need to be thankful for is that he didn't play drums. Which I did. Yeah. You played drums. I, I did, yes. Well, okay. I was really bad. Yeah. Right there with me. Real okay, slow cool. wrists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the time I was on the wrong beat. Mm-hmm. But then I, I handed my drum set to my younger brother, who is now... Six years, well, he's always been six years younger than me, <laughs> but he's, uh, so he would be... 58? 58, and he just joined his corp, he works for a fairly large software company, and they had a company band, and the drummer quit, and they said, does anybody know how to play drums? And my brother said, well, I kind of know how. I did when I was a kid in high school. And he is now in the band. He just went to England with them and, and did a show, and he did a show in New York City. Their offices are here in New York. And he's 
an accomplished drummer yeah, now saw, in a band. I saw some videos. Pretty impressive. Right on. Yeah, I you mean, know he, from good drummers. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, do. He, you know, he's not Gene Krupa or anything, but, right. but he's a decent, serviceable drummer. I'm not kidding. Is, I was listening to Gene Krupa yesterday. Oh, really? There's yeah. a station on Sirius called 40s on 40, and I am addicted to it. Oh, no kidding. It is the best station. There was a 30s on 30 and a 20s on 20, but they took them away. I guess the market. Yeah, I guess that, that market wasn't <laughs> buying satellite radio. But there's enough big band people who listen to it. That's so great. So you played drums. Now, were you musical at all? Oh, I she come was. from a very musical family. Okay. Yeah. I did, we, there were five kids in our family, and we each played an instrument. I mean, my oldest brother played the clarinet. My second oldest brother played the French horn. My older sister played the oboe, I played the flute, and my younger brother played the trumpet. Wow. So we had to take... That's a lot of wind. And your dad I, was a musician. My too. dad played the clarinet, and you got to a certain age and took a year of piano and then started taking music lessons. That's so smart. Um, yeah, forever. But uh, the thing about Jonah was that he used to go in his room and play practice his guitar for hours like when i used to take lessons it was like have you practiced today i'll put in my half hour maybe but like jonah would like play for hours i never had to say you know uh have you practiced your guitar ever i mean he just used to be a, like a you know i was happy there was one less thing i oh, had a really nag liked about doing it I'm yeah i guess sure he did but you, did you suggest it to him or did he gravitate towards it he gravitated. We gave him piano lessons. Yeah, I took piano lessons. That's good. Yeah. I got a guitar when I was like 13 or something. Yeah, I think, I think you got a guitar Both for your bar mitzvah. Both kids tried piano yeah. and didn't. Well, you have the root of it. You know? Yeah. You yeah. Know, you and I took piano later. I remember I took it at like Brady Middle School, like after college or something. I took piano. Oh, piano okay. Like, yeah, like in oh, my really? 20s, I was like taking oh, it. And I remember you got a keyboard. Yeah, but I was... I took it in college, but yeah, when I moved back, I remember I was, I was like playing upright bass. Yeah. Like in the school, let me bar- like the high school, oh, let me yeah. borrow one. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. I took I took some of the stuff later too. Did you guys yeah. settle in Cleveland because the one, like you had a good experience growing up there? And yeah, you it was familiar. Kids? Okay. Yeah, it's familiar, you know. Right. We had a lot of family stuff. there. That yeah. That makes sense, yeah. But, uh,. I don't, yeah, they, but I, I don't know if Vanessa and Jonah went to like the same school as you guys went to. Or... No, no, they went to they went to the same school to get a different school but though than either of us went to. Okay, away from the mugging. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. smart. Very, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot of mugging in our school. And Cleveland's changed quite a bit, hasn't it? Like, yeah, I feel it's really like it's built up a lot, a lot now. It's it's they're, they're pulling it together. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful it's now. There's a lot of restaurants. I think. I mean, a lot better than it was though. Yeah, I would say it's improved. Yeah, I was just there. We just played. We played there a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you were there before for the AP Awards. I was there Awards. for the AP Awards. I was there for my TED Talks. So I've been back there a lot this summer. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like there's more stuff going on. Everyone there, so. like I know, is like really into it. Yeah. It's like really. Everyone's so like I, amazed and excited. I feel like wherever excited. I live, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone there's like, isn't it so great? Like, there's a Yeah, place. I think some of that is an inferiority complex. Well, I think I feel like a lot of people like when I went back for my TED talk, a lot of people came up to me after and were like, I used to live in Brooklyn. I moved back here after living in Brooklyn for like eight years and it's so cheap and there's like cool well, that, bars and restaurants. But they're like, I just like my rent's 400 bucks instead of 50. Yeah, and that's true. But, you know, I, I don't know. To an extent, I think you get what you pay for. But yeah, I would say this area is overpriced. Though. Yeah, for and sure. That area might be underpriced. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. But, yeah. All right. So Jonah is playing guitar, and then he starts forming a band. Did they rehearse at your house? Uh, Those big guys. Sometimes they was, did. Yeah, we used to rehearse. Yeah, two of the guys. Do you remember this band, the One Life Crew? Uh, they were on yeah. Victory Records. <laughs> Jonah was practicing with them this in our band. Like so cr- I talked about this on another podcast. Huge guys. Uh, I talked about this on a, this podcast, Worst Gig Ever, with Jeff Garlock <gasps> and uh, Mike Pace, which is it's an awesome podcast. I want to check it out. But yeah. I don't know. I got linked up with these guys, and I was like just getting into hardcore, it was, like integrity, and like one life crew. And I was like probably fifteen, and these guys would drive me to shows. But they were like these three hundred pound dudes, and like all Tommy Hilfiger, and they were like old, way older than me. Yeah, they were in their twenties. They I seemed, think. yeah. I mean, I was probably fifteen. They were probably like twenty five. I remember a big Chief Wahoo tattoo <laughs> on one of the guy's legs. <laughs> yeah, they were straight edge, like really into sports. And the one guy owned a tanning salon called Some Believable Tanning. Nice. Which is a really solid pun. That's so really, these guys come really to our real. house and we're looking at each other going, whoa, who I are mean, these guys? They were also like incredibly right wing, but I didn't understand what anything meant. 
Like, they would play shows, and in between every song, they'd be like, fuck the liberals, like, blah, 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 this, this. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know what a liberal was. <laughs> I had no idea what they were talking about. I was just like, this music's awesome. <laughs> and then, like, later, I kind of, like, learned a little more. Like, they got kicked off Victory for starting a riot at a show mm. and, like, all the stuff. And then, like, later, I kind How of... How conservative. Well, they, they also... <laughs> Yeah, they also had a song about, like, they had this very controversial song about immigration, too, called Pure Disgust. And it was, like, all this stuff I sort of found out later. And then I was like, I'm going to take it, like, a step back from this. But, you know, it's like sometimes when you're young, you're just like, you don't understand anything. And, like, they really, like, they really helped me out. Like, they, like, taught me a lot about music, like, took me to shows, showed me how to start a band. And we were playing in the basement. Um, but, yeah, I felt like when Vanessa got sick, how, then how it kind you? of, like, kind of curbed, like, the Yeah, because yeah, we didn't practices. want all that noise. Yeah. 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 That's got to be, I've talked about that with Jonas, that, that's got to be interesting of, you know, seeing your sister go through this and everything changes for you as the brother too. Right. And, then, yeah. and then my younger brother has, you know, had a slew of medical issues growing up and there's that weird balance of the parents of like, okay, they're fine. Let's take care of this one. And sometimes you get left out. You I, know what I think mean? that that does happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I, you know. I've sort of tried to talk to Joe. We've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. And you seem to be okay with it because I I really, it's that part. I, you know, to be honest, it was so much focus on Vanessa because we were terrified Mm -hmm. that, and Jonah sort of was kept to himself a lot. And so I, I, you know, I don't know how, you know, I don't remember, you know. Yeah, I don't really well, that's remember. how your brain's protecting you from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't remember a lot I, either, to be honest. Well, that's how, I mean, I like, wasn't home like, to make dinner wasn't every night. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's not like something right. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I have to go to therapy. Like, I'm so upset about this. It's, it's just, yeah, I just don't really that's remember. That's what someone who needs therapy says, <laughs> know, right? by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an ordeal. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. No, that was, you know, because our house was crazy then, it's mm. for sure. I can imagine. Yeah. And the noise is that gets me, the noise. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, she's sick. And by the way, like your idiot friends can't come over and play like the metal song from the bass. <laughs> I remember having a band in, in high school and and camp stairs from practice, and my mom went, uh, "That almost sounded like a song. That was good." <laughs> well, then me and Vanessa started a band, and we were playing in the basement, and that was like a lot quieter. That was just acoustic guitar. And what was that band? Uh, it's called Jam and Vibes. Oh, that's right. You have discussed yeah. it. That's yeah, right Vanessa here. likes bringing it up all the time. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, "My brother's a musician. We have this band together." I'm like, "Yeah, you don't have to like lead with that's our band." <laughs> like I've been like playing guitar like for a long she time. She does focus in on things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lord, Lord, you know I made her the happiest person the other night, right? Oh, did she tell you? Wait, with the mug? No, because that made her incredibly happy. Uh, Jonah, uh, Vanessa loves focusing on the fact that I was on a really bad. Saved by the Bell spinoff show was like a oh I remember her mentioning that it's yes. a very up Vanessa's alley uh, she hasn't very. told you yet but I found a YouTube clip with a link no way. and I sent it to her and I was like and I'm I'm blowing it up right now because I said you could you can set you can I'll let you tell show it to Jonah what is it oh it's just it's just me on the show it's really? ridiculous yeah with dumb long hair and I'm beyond skinny and I miss those days uh, <laughs> not the hair but the that was a Cleveland guy you know who founded that show what Peter Engel. Bennett Tramer is his name. Oh, really? Shaker Heights High School. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, he was like, wasn't he like on an episode? Like he would talk. But I feel like there was an episode where like he like talked at the end. Or oh, like, really? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like he was on camera. At I one know he's point. Terry's really good friend. Yeah. Wow. And he he's uh, he was a uh, he's he'd be I think it was Dennis. Dennis, uh, my brother's age. Yeah. There's so, like a Cleveland bond when you find out you're from Cleveland and someone else from Cleveland. Like the way it is that I live in New Jersey now and my children are from New Jersey. That there's that like oh yeah from yes right yeah we were at, yeah. we were at the baseball game the other day we start chatting with this woman who was sitting in front of us back and forth and the, and she's married to this guy named uh, what was his last name was it Todd Vern oh. and oh. and not, we knew that Vern was an in law was the maiden name of a of the, was the maiden name of James Franco's mother and sure enough this guy was James Franco's mother's younger brother. So that's another Cleveland connection. That's right. Which we thought was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I love that. You the just, yeah. I have yeah. a Cleveland brown shirt, and I don't care about sports at all. But uh, whenever I wear it, like I always like meet people. People are like, "Oh, you're from Cleveland." Yeah, like, yeah. it really is sort of a, like a small town mentality. Me on this show. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't realize that that was even an Indian's logo. I, guess, I think a I'm lot so of people don't realize. Yeah, <laughs> but much more politically correct. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, so Jonah, and I have like crazy six degrees. He ended up working for is it Naked Raygun or Raygun? Raygun. I remember Raygun, Raygun magazine when I was interning oh. in LA. Which in the college. which the guy who bought it was married to this friend of mine. Oh no, kidding! I, I have no idea. Really? They're not in business anymore. No, 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 yeah. no. Seth was a very interesting guy. And uh, uh, Claire was his wife was on if they're still married I think they are was on the the show Coach for years she was the oh. daughter, um, but so you went away and then you what, did you come back and start working for AP was that like was that great that he came back to work for a magazine in Cleveland so that great. was real great yeah. we so loved great it. Mm-hmm. and I mean, he, he was had doing such what he a great job he was near home mm-hmm. yeah. that was great for us yeah, I was only unemployed for really like seriously like a month like. I, I graduated college. AP hired me to go on the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. So I graduated, like, hung out in Ithaca for a couple of weeks, went on Warp Tour for two months with Aaron Wilson, and then got hired at AP, like, seriously, like a month later. And then was, like, there till I was, like, 25 or whatever. I remember. I know. I was thinking about it. I was like, I've known you for, like, over 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I would have been able to stay in New York, probably, if you hadn't given me a job at Fuse. Because when I moved out here, I didn't have a job. I, and I was just like freelancing. Mm-hmm. And you were like, do you want to write this show? And I was like, I don't never written for TV. And you're like, who cares? Perfect. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> yeah, was, nice. that was pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you had applied until I heard someone say they rejected you because you didn't have any. T- I was standing. I remember where I was standing. And they said, I was like, you didn't hire Jonah? And they went, yeah, he has no TV experience. And I went, can I have him? Oh. They said, why would you want that? And I said, because of that. <laughs> Did you write the sleeping show? So. Uh, it's funny. We just did an episode. Where we talked about that yes. so much with um, one of the uh, with what's his. What I think his? I might have heard. Oh, Steve. Steve yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I well, I wrote a script for that. We ended up not using it. I wrote a regular script for <laughs> yeah. it. And Steve was like, "We don't need it." In hindsight, hindsight, maybe we would be getting paid instead of doing idea. a free <laughs> podcast. I have so many stories. But still, that is a great story. That is a great yeah, story. I have Amazing. a lot of stories that end with "That's really funny." And then the aftermath is... It ain't so funny now. No. I have a lot of really <laughs> present stories, but the big picture ones, I don't have any really funny big picture stories. Like, I really made a fine decision five years ago to do that. <laughs> to say this to this person. Nope, that one. No, God bless it. Boy, they're funny. <laughs> no, he was great. And I remember we would have, um, we actually had things called Jonah-isms. Um, oh, really? Where I'd ask a question and it would be, well, just wrong. And the facts would have been wrong. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, shoot. But it was always fine because I never cared. Yeah. Because I actually liked that. Because if someone would correct the question or me, um, I, my philosophy was always if I asked it, that meant I didn't read it ahead of time and noticed. So it's my fault. Mm. But And I, from across the board, other other writers, I uh, Joel Salmon one time said, dude, Carson Daly would have ripped my head off and you just didn't care. And I went, well, it's my fault. I should have known at the read through it was wrong. It's whatever who cares and also who cares we're not pulling anyone out of a fire it's television it's fine right and you can have a a fun follow-up with it but it just eventually i think a couple times i look at the camera thanks jonah anyway (laughs) and i would also write in a lot of real inside jokes and like any puns yeah puns who's the punster here is this your fault todd (laughs) i never was that big a punster yeah i don't know how it happened really it just sort of happened and then it kind of took over my life it's good I don't know. It's an important thing to happen. No, because you you thrive because of and uh, regardless of. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, so uh, so Jonah then moves out here, and that has to be trying when your kids all of a sudden in Cleveland like hey, trying, but we knew it was the right spot for him to go to. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was already like I, you know, I'd gone to like I quit AP, Loveco went to Europe for five weeks, and like Loveco split up. But when I moved out to New York, I was like twenty seven. I wasn't. I was, yeah, yeah. I was pretty. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that young. And then you're out here. And then Vanessa was, she went to Chicago for a while. Right. That's eight years. Went to graduate. Was it that long? Yeah. Wow. So that's, sure it was eight that's, years. that's how, what's, how far is that from Cleveland? It's about uh, a five and a half hour ride. Okay. Yeah. Of which the last hour and a half are pretty much trying to get through the city. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The tra- yeah. We just did it when we played there. Like, and it's always like that. I know. I was like, I oh, we're going to be early. It, and then I was like, oh, I forgot. It. There's like an hour of traffic every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, getting so into crazy. the city. Yeah. So her goal was to go to Chicago Smart. and become a comedian. And most of her friends, she said, were going to New York when they graduated from Penn. 
But she said, there's, you know, there's no reason for me to go to New York at this point. If I want to be in comedy, I got to go to Chicago. That's where and we is. didn't know. So we said, yeah, sounds good, you know. So she went. You're like, Midwest? Cool. That's where we are. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. it out. And what are you going? What are you doing again in Chicago? I mean, you know, she but, was like. But to her credit, she did get a day job. We didn't have to really support her at all. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. Yeah, okay. we've never supported either of the kids, which is really nice. I mean, they've and always amazing. been on their own. And yeah, been able to that helps. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That, that is very cool. Yeah. Uh, the so then uh, Jonah's uh, writing. Jonah is a career writer, which is cool, and he's in a band, but which continues. But you know, you're a writer. You're working, and then uh, your other child, she's doing what? She's cracking jokes. Yeah, she's doing impressions. That must have been, like, what was that like when you found out that she was one in the running for? Did you know she was in the running for Saturday Night Live? Or did she wait wait until it was for sure to tell you? No, she told us when she had auditions. It was a really long audition process. I remember. Yeah. 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 They make you, you know, wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She she sort of told us every step of the way, and we were getting anxious. Sort of about it every it was step probably of the a way. four to six week procedure. I think it was. I think like it was a, longer. I feel like it was a few months. You think? Yeah. yeah. I, like, remember she kept coming out to New York. Yeah. And going back, yeah. I think back. she went three times. Yeah. yeah. I found out by reading a website, and I texted Jonah, and he said, "Can you? Yeah, that's cool, but just don't tell anybody." Right. And my wife went. Can you tell Jonah that he should tell the internet? Yeah, I felt like, it was, yeah, like it was everything was like so, it's like secret. So it's like I didn't want, to, and but then when it came out online, yeah, the like, internet definitely had it before we yeah. told anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. And then even then, we were so paranoid that like people would say, hey, we're not on the internet. I'd say, I don't know anything about it. You're, ner- you're <laughs> well, nerve wracked enough as parents, yeah. and then she's going through it. this process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you just don't want to mess anything up. For yeah, someone yeah. Else. So it's just like, whatever, I'm just not going to say anything. Of course. Yeah. Of course, and now she's one of the elder statesmen of the show. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, starting her fifth year. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so great to see that kind of thing come to fruition. Now, was there ever a moment like I, you know, I, I got to kindly have the moment years ago with my parents, like, and you thought I, you know, was wasting time reading all those comic books? Like, <laughs> actually, no, you know, and you're wondering about you're supportive of her cracking jokes, but there's the back of your mind, like eh. it was way, way, way in the back because. I had always wanted to be a sports announcer. And, in fact, in high school, I did some sports announcing. Really? And I always kind of wanted to be on the radio and do stuff. With, and I never pursued it. I mean, I did it in college. I was actually, a, you know who Rob Neumeyer is? No. And he's with NBC Sports. We had a radio show together at Syracuse. And I, I, and I just it was in that bum stage of mine. And sure. I didn't follow through on anything. And I never did it. And... Uh, I just didn't want the kids to, if they really wanted to do something, I didn't want to discourage them. Were you discouraged? I kind of was discouraged by myself. It was no one's fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, my parents were hocking me about becoming an attorney, but I never took that that seriously. Mm -hmm. I just, it was probably just enough to maybe make me a little muddled as to, did I really want to go through this? Yeah. So I didn't do it. And I, I, you know, I, although I think it all ended up okay because I have a wonderful family, and and then you know I'm, I'm I'm there when people are you know putting tips on cans. <laughs> Nevertheless, I, <laughs> uh, that was something that I think I might have really enjoyed doing. And so I, when he wanted to do what he wanted to do, and she wanted to, do it, we just encouraged it because I didn't want to. And Carolyn, I'm sure he's felt the same yeah. way. Yeah. So there was never a question in my mind that they should pursue that. In the broadcasting world, which I, you know, have some experience doing, I tell my agent all the time, I'll do anything except sports because I don't know sports and that people can tell when you're faking immediately. Those guys are the best, the absolute best at what they do in the The broadcasting, the sports guys, the absolute best. And they all do it standing up. They stand the whole game. They do the whole thing. John John Madden was a god. Like like what they do is is phenomenal. And it's interesting you say about how, you know, it all ended up this way. Brad, producer Brad, said something so smart where someone asked him the other day, if you had it all to do over again, would you change anything? And he was like, no, because then I wouldn't have my kids and they're awesome. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Tell you them. learn from vocationally anyway. Yes, you learn from, okay, do, do, you know, if, if they, if they want to do this. I mean, I don't mind what I do. I, I kind of like it. There's challenges every day. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not a passion. 
Right. And both kids had their passion, so let them follow their, you know, encourage it. Don't discourage it. What was the sport that you wanted to announce? I didn't really have one in mind. I'd say baseball, probably. Yeah. It's uh, To me, that's the easiest. It's slower. You know, it's easier. <laughs> it's, all, it's a lot of stats. Yeah. A lot of numbers. Well, you got a, and you, you got a partner to worry about a lot of that stuff, too. So You know, they have someone running you with note cards constantly, yeah, yeah. emails and apps. Yeah, and I'm sure it's... But anyway, and I used to announce, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. which was no big deal. I went on the PA every day. And in fact, the football team didn't like me very much because I'd say, another rotten performance by the, <laughs> by the Shaker Raiders. And, you know, I remember the captain of the football team coming up to me and saying, you know, you go easy on us. <laughs> I used to say, you know, score some points. Don't editorialize. And, and, uh, and I was the PA guy at the, at the football games. Five yard run by Jones, <laughs> nice. you know that kind of stuff. But that was, you know, and then college it started out right. You can Syracuse, of course, was a big, big deal school for that. Mm-hmm. And but then I kind of lost my urge because I was entering that mental phase. Sure, and I transferred to BU and became a total bum. So Fair enough. that was that. <laughs> my sports announcing days were over. <laughs> it's all right. You can, you know, in now the age of podcasts, yeah, you can. Still do it. Do that, yeah. Yeah. There's a podcast right now. It happens to be hosted by Michael Davies, who has a production company called Embassy Row. He did Mm -hmm. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and uh, Watch What Happens Live. Really great guy. But he and his buddy love soccer. He's British. Oh, really? They love soccer. So they started a show years ago called uh, Men with Blazers. And they just did their own soccer podcast. World Cup happened. The World Cup, like, blew it. The, the brought the, brought these and they went and did their podcast from Brazil. I mean, both these dudes yeah. are just fans, and they, they yeah, have their own yeah, jobs and yeah. money. But they've now been hired to like do soccer games in addition to everything else they do. But they could have been anybody. So yeah, you yeah. could podcast well, it think, up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm listen to us. Any moron can do it. <laughs> that is true. I don't know that I want another career at this point. But, it, but oh, trust me, podcasts are not a career; they're uh, a hobby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a complete and utter hobby. This has been beyond delightful. Vanessa's <laughs> going to be so upset. I know. We should come back and do it with Vanessa. Sure. At some point. No, I think there needs to be a whole Bear family podcast. Like, you guys need like to our like own the, podcast? It has to be like the Cowsills. <laughs> it has to be part of the Going Off Track Network. I don't know. I like you being here. I feel like you. I like it's being here, It's good to have an outside voice. I don't think of my family in here. Yeah. That would nope. Be awesome. You should. No? No. <laughs> my, mother, my mother likes to talk. <laughs> And tell lots of stories, which would be fun. Uh, you guys are hanging out here in New York. Uh, when are you back to Cleveland? A uh, couple more days. Couple Wednesday. more days. Yeah. Wednesday. And does Jonah have things packed for you? Lots of activities and excursions. We've done a lot of stuff already. We've done, We've a, done a lot. lot. We saw Jersey yeah. Boys. It was so Jersey Oh, yeah. It's good, right? It was great. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. It was good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. I took my parents to see it. And I'm not like, whatever. I like 50s music, Frankie Valley, you can't really go wrong with it. You know, yeah, I mean, it was the really songs good. are good, but it's really put together well. Very well. Yeah, we went to the Yankee game. Yeah. Yankee. That was fun. Are you a fan? Not a Yankees fan. That's but, right. But, you know. <laughs> you like, like baseball? Yeah, I like baseball enough. All right. I, I'm, I like football a lot better. Okay, cool. See? Yeah. I don't know how you, I, it's like you, I didn't do any sports at all. And it worked out fine. Yeah, totally worked out. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what was the most shocking thing you learned that you didn't know about your parents? Uh, I'm trying to remember. That your mother wandered the hills of Afghanistan. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew my mom went to India and stuff. I didn't realize she actually went to Afghanistan. That was pretty cool. That's bonkers. Yeah. Like she has an actual physical reference in her head. When you hear the news about shit going on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I didn't... Yeah, I knew that she traveled around, but yeah, I guess... It's like, that's just stuff, I guess, that like doesn't come up a lot. Like, so... Um, it was cool, really cool to, to hear it, about. It is weird to think about your parents' lives before you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they only know you... You only know them as them. You know? Right. And they have a whole trove of memories. You are, you are a very important part, but a part of their lives. You yeah, know? that is true. It's pretty fascinating. But man, they were delightful. And your mother uh, sent me some baked goods. Yes, she did. And I have been rationing out the rugula. It is divine. Those things did not last long in my apartment. <laughs> oh, man, I so never good. have that kind of stuff in my place. Like all I have is like 
yogurt and like a banana. And it's like, so I feel like whenever there's some like candy or something or something sweet, like as soon as it's there like, the first night, I'm like, it's gone. That's why I don't keep that stuff in the house. Dude, she has a gift. Yeah. She's, yeah. Those things are really good. So thank you. Thanks, mom, for, for sending those to us. Yes, thanks. Well, she was like, it's like, you know, it's something I used to get for like my bosses or like when I worked at AP, I think I would give it to people. And I haven't had like a real boss in so long. But she's like, who she sounds like, I guess just like Stephen and Brad. Because who else? You guys are all I have. Stop it. No. Stop it. But uh, yeah. Thank I you swore for li- I wouldn't do this. Thank you for listening. If, if you made it this far, I know it's like a little bit, seems like a little bit strange to have my parents on the podcast. No, I maybe. think this was divine. But I think it was, turned out, I knew it was, I thought it would be cool, but it turned out even better than I thought. So thank you uh, to mom and dad for doing it. Thanks everyone who listened. Uh, you can check us out online, goingofftrack.com. Send us a letter, facebook.com slash goingofftrack. Twitter. Also, I realized that we have emails. Um, oh, we I, do, don't we? Yeah, I hadn't checked them in a while. And a lot of people said really nice things. So I'm going to respond to them. I literally didn't even realize it. Do you get Do you get the emails that say penis enlargement? And that's, s- those are the biggest fans I have. I send those. Oh, shit. That makes sense. All right. Well, you're on point. Yeah. Um, Twitter going off track Facebook blah 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 website thank you thank you thank you Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.